Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Daniel with me today. Daniel, how are you doing? Doing great, Tom. Thanks for having me. Thank you for doing this. Daniel, you're a digital content creator. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your career to date, please? Sure. So um, I went to college to study media studies because I was interested in the field, but not exactly where I would go in it. Um, I'd always loved photography as a hobby. So I guess I found it quite easy to adapt to camera work when I went into college. And it drew me in pretty quickly because I had a little bit of a jump start on it. And very quickly, I explored a little bit, um, doing some experience on TV sets and stuff through college, just to see what the environments were like and the different, the different avenues, I suppose, that were open to me. Um, and as soon as I graduated, like in Ireland, it's not easy to walk into work um, in, in this kind of landscape. So what I did was I started working for myself, approaching the small businesses, people I knew that could benefit from having content done from whatever they were up to. And just building my portfolio step by step for a good number of years. I'd say I was doing it at least five years for myself, doing any kind of content I could, trying to find my style and my voice. And then um, in 20, just after the pandemic, um, 2021, I landed the job working for Avoca, one of Ireland's uh, biggest high end retailers. And I was their sole digital content creator. Um, so I would have created and managed a lot of their content for about a year straight. Um, and they have about 13 locations across the country. So it was very much a full scale uh, experience in there. Um, and it really helped drive what I wanted to do, what I wanted to pursue, because I got to touch every aspect of the business. I already knew that content production was something I wanted to focus on. Um, and in there, I really got to nail down like what, what I was doing good, what I wanted to improve on. Um, and then I brought that forward again this year into 20 or last year, I guess now into 2022. Um, I was looking for more work. I was looking to be again, just really like get deeper into the content production side of things, really just focus on the creation. I was doing a lot of digital marketing and a lot of, um, general marketing, social media managing in Avoca and while it was everything I wanted to do, I wanted to find out then what I needed to focus on myself. So then I landed at Drink In here in Dublin. Uh, we are a funny mix of content creators, uh, event managers, and we also do education in the hospitality industry, so in the bar and beverage industry. So it's, it's a wild mix, but in here I really get to focus on what I love doing, which is creating top-class content and experimenting and having fun in an industry that I think um, sometimes can lack that bit of risk and creativity um, because there's so many big players in it. So it's a very fun space to be in right now. Yeah, brilliant. And obviously, yeah, Avoca, drinking, you're in the right places for producing content, but is there any kind of campaign work or any previous work that you're really proud of that you feel you made really successful or influenced in a big way? Sure. I mean, when I, because we, I was doing so much in Avoca, I wanted to, like I said, get more, more specific about it. So when I joined Drink In here, we were 
in the phase of trying to build up our port, our, not portfolio, but our platform, our set, like finding our specific style. Like I said, they have, we have here a lot of different moving elements between events and the school and the content creation. So trying to find a little consistency in our style and our branding was something I wanted to try and focus on when I came in the door. So I, I don't, if you're familiar with the platform, it's a lot of cocktail content and that's kind of what we specialize, especially in the content side of things. Um, so to give it a little bit of direction, I came up with a small series of like, it's not actually named, but I call it close up cocktails. And essentially it's, if you look at our Instagram page, it's it, all it is, is a couple of literally maybe up to four clips of a cocktail being poured into a glass and then lifted up and that's it. It's just pure cocktail content and it's beautiful and it's smooth and it's liquidy and it's, it just, it, it, I feel like it's, it, I distilled kind of what we capture in the shortest and sweetest possible format. And, and I, then I just started rolling them out like once a week, two a week, as many as we could fit in. We were doing shoots for the months a month to just keep them coming because I felt that that would give people a good idea interspersed with what our actual work is. It would be a good idea to, for people to see the content, the, the actual message behind it, which is just that we love nice cocktails. We love showing off the best that this has to offer. And that's uh, done really well. I mean, it started off good and it, you know, it got to the tens of thousands of views and then it started to get into like up to a hundred K plus and it just kind of, the wave just kind of rose. And I just, I really, I really enjoyed working on that because I thought I really believed in it when I started it and seeing it like develop. And every time we shoot, we try and make something a little bit better and just kind of nudge it forward every single time, even though if you watch them, they're the simplest videos in the world, but, um, I really love them. Yeah. And obviously Netflix having a show right now around cocktails is actually going to help that market. And it's, it's amazing. It's clear that those kind of things, I can imagine a show like that would be commissioned because they see the engagement and they see the interest there and the home bars and the setups and that, and that's why that content gets more and more popular. Um, for a lot of businesses out there, they're always told content's king, how they develop content, you know, and, and understand other industries and without you saying, okay, it's about really understanding your industry. Is there any content tips you could give any businesses or marketers out there? that, you know, a go-to's like quick wins or, or something that could improve their accounts almost overnight. So the first thing is that you need to be posting content. It doesn't really matter if you're not posting content, you need to be, even if it's not, if it's stuff, pictures from your phone, videos from your phone, customer videos, customer photos, like, you know, ask for permission, use what you can get your name out there, get your brand out there, get people talking. It's, if, if you're sitting and saying to yourself, look, I really, I know we should be on TikTok, or I know we should be making Instagram reels instead of pictures. It, and, if you, and you don't have a budget and you think you can't do it, you can do it. You can make one in 30 seconds. It doesn't have to be, we get caught up now with the Netflixes and the professional businesses and the big names that are all over and the big influencers who are making amazing content. And, um, but for your business, it might not need that people who whoever it is that interacts with your business might not need that. They might not, they might not know about you. So they, I would, I would say prioritize getting, getting it going and getting that ball rolling before you worry about making it 
professional and making it perfect because it's a lot of what I do is struggling with uh, done is better than perfect. Do it. You can chase perfection every day of the week, but you can't do that if you're not working on what you've just done. Really well said. And softwares, like what would be your go-to default softwares that you would use to create content? Sure. So um, as you can imagine, there's a million different le levels to the to the content, especially when it comes to the software and making it. Um, so if you're starting small, you're starting with your phone, TikTok has its own built-in editor. TikTok has its own thing. Uh, Instagram, you can make them in the app as well. So don't be afraid to do that if you're if you ha if you're not posting and you think you need to be editing things. Start simple. Um, but if you are looking to take a next step into something that could really benefit a business, a wide scale kind of production side of things when it comes to, even if it's, you have a camera and you don't know how to take the next step, jump into the Adobe suite. It's got, you can pay a monthly fee. It's got every app under the sun. They own Photoshop, they own Lightroom. They have video editing softwares, visual effects softwares. Um, they have design softwares. So if whatever aspect of this, your look content you're looking to make, I feel like they have encapsulated that world very well in a nice package um, and it's simple if you don't know something youtube it i do that every day like if i don't know something or i want to find i saw something somewhere and i want to find out how to do it just look it up online like the online world is a magical place of learning now you don't need to uh, have 10 years of experience i learn new things every week so it's just putting that next step forward um but that's where i would go for software i think it's simple enough that anyone can jump on and after an hour of a tutorial you can you can figure out how to edit the video brilliant and trends it always seems to come up on the show is that part of your day-to-day -day job are you always trying to look at trends jump on hashtags or now sounds i suppose on the likes of TikTok and stuff is that a large part of your work and is that a part of a strategy that businesses should be considering yeah, it's a funny one um, because I used to, when I, especially when I came in here first and I was trying to come up with ways to keep our, you know, to push our brand out there more, I think I focused too much on that kind of stuff and looking for what the next thing is going to be. And like, there was one specific one where you see it everywhere now, but I don't know if you know it, but there's on, on Instagram and TikTok, it's like slideshows of like vintage film kind of edits. And I think it was like seven, like literally when I, like seven months ago, I saw one guy make one and it blew up and I was like, this is going to be very popular because it was, I could tell. And I was like, and we made a couple of them and we made them for brands as well. And they did do well, but I don't think they, I don't think they can ever outperform, uh, the look of individuals, like the, the power and trends is in the individual, I think like. I, if there's a song that's trending, I will absolutely like try and make it fit to a piece of content that I have already in the works. I do that an awful lot. I spend a lot of time looking for songs, for sounds. I focus heavily on that, but I don't do it based on views as much as I used to. Um, I do it now based on what fits, what sounds like us, what sounds like what I'm looking at. It's, it's a funny balance to walk, but if you're in a business and you're thinking you need to hop on a trend, just make sure it makes sense for your business. Don't just hop on a trend because you see you could make it work. Does it actually 
add some kind of value to somebody who would see it? Or is it just going to be one of the millions of videos in that trend? Pretty well said. And you mentioned sounds there for a second. How do you go about getting sounds? How do you find sounds that are probably royalty free? You know, that, that that's the big thing here, especially yeah. with uh, imagery, video, sounds. It's royalty free. How, how do you go away from that? What, what do you do in your content to, to avoid those kind of things? So, um, yeah, the royalty free stuff is, is, is quite tricky because to get good stuff, you're going to have to like subscribe to a website that there's a few websites. There's, um, Artlist is a great one. Um, Epidemic Sounds, there's places like Invato that have all sorts of different templates, including music. Um, there's a, there's a load of good royalty free music sources out there and um, you will have to pay like a small monthly subscription fee but the one like artlist has a lot of really like popping you can sort by the what you're looking you could type in a genre you could type in a mood and find it and find a, a whole list of things to listen to the unfortunate side of things is that it takes a long time if you want to find something that really works it like I sit here and I just listen to stuff like for, for hours because I try and pick out the best ones I can and sometimes you find one and you're still not happy with it, but if it needs to be royalty free, you just have to put a little bit more time into finding it because it's not, they don't um, exist on Instagram. Almost everything on Instagram is copyrighted. So um, sometimes it depends as well. I think they do, the platforms do provide some songs for businesses. Um, so I would check that what you have access to because it, it will tell you if you go in and try and make a video what sounds you have access to so browse those as well because instagram does have a good library for example um and i think on tiktok you can almost use anything depending as long as it's not an ad but uh yeah, yeah. just it's time that's it and the kind of my last question around your work i suppose daniel is how long would you take to create good content just to give Oof listeners businesses owners the idea of their members of staff producing content you know and I, I know it depends on the type of content but for you someone that's an expert in the big fields i would recommend anyone to check out your work to understand what high level content creation is but on average how long does it take for pieces of content to, to be created i mean thanks Mel. i don't consider myself an expert yet but like it's you know, it's a never, a never ending story. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess like how long is a piece of string? Like it does obviously depend on what you're making, but if you're going to calculate, I guess how much time it would make, it would take for what I do. I think the simpler, the better, but you've got to say to yourself, right? If, if, from start to finish, like even coming up with the idea for the content is, is a key part of it too. Like knowing what, even if it's just, you have a product and you want to highlight one aspect of that product, that's enough of an idea to get started. Um, or if it's for like a major campaign and you're like, and you need to know exactly what you're doing at every second of this piece of content that will take a lot more time. So there's variables to it all, but for us here, like to create something that we something a bit bigger that we love, that we like to use to showcase our work. It takes weeks and sometimes months. Like we've done, you know, international travel to capture documentary pieces for brands and stuff. So it's, 
it, it goes all the way from that to being able to walk into a bar that have for a brand that's hired us to make five videos in a single day and we have to get out by four because the bar opens at five you know sometimes it's it, it's it's squished down like that but the more planning you can do the easier life your life is going to be if you know you can go almost as far as picking out the type of music you want to use before even shooting a video so it gives every step you take before turning on a camera will shorten everything so the more planning you can do the more knowledge the more alleyways of things boxes you've ticked off before you actually capture the content the easier your life will be especially afterwards when you're when you're editing if you have a plan for that then that'll save you it could save you a day you know just from figuring out what you're going to do with it really well said and let's focus on you for a second daniel because i'm sure loads of people want to know this where are you looking to upskill your skill set at the moment? What areas are you looking into? Sure. So, I mean, I consider every area a place I need to in increase um, what I can do. But I think what I'm excited about focusing on this year is a little bit more long form content. Um, there's a one or two exciting projects in the work now that I can't mention yet, but I'm very excited to be taking a bit more ownership of building something uh, longer format, you know, building something that, that is episodic, building something that can stand. That's not like social media content that's gone here today and gone tomorrow. And that's not all that we do here either. But for me personally, I want to try and build into things that you can roll year on year. You can promote, you can promote, you can stand behind. It'll sit there and it'll live there forever. So I'm really excited this year to, dig my hands into one or two little documentaries and some other long form episodic content as well. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. And where would you normally go for new insights or information? So I guess it, it, it depends what I'm looking for, but if I'm just looking for inspiration visually, stylistically, um, I try really hard to watch anything that new that's coming out that maybe isn't like your cream of the crop Hollywood level stuff, because a lot of that we've seen already before, but some films take that and they change, they'll change something that seems small, but they take it to an extreme that freaks people out and people don't know if they like it or not. So there's always references I use like to say, to show people that like changing something that nobody thought of before and mixing it up like Christopher Nolan did it with Tenet for example like I still don't know what to make of the movie but I know that he did something there that was almost unseen before it happened and that's why everybody freaked a little bit when it came out as yeah. to inform as to information I think like I'm a big YouTube head like I'm I live on there so you know I listen to it constantly when I'm working I have it playing in a tiny corner in the box away from me so I'm just always uh trying to take in stuff from my industry stuff from other industries as well. I, I, I strongly believe in going out of your box to find things to, to put into your own box and yeah. taking things from other people that most people don't see as relevant to what you're doing. There's loads of in, innovative methods. There's a million ways to skin a cat. Like you can do it any way you want to do it. If, and it, there's always a way there for it. So finding like you can start with a quick YouTube search and then you're 
following creators from all over the world doing mental things like we're diving deep into our film photography nerdiness here at the moment like we just kind of yeah. caught the wave that's happening it's just and applying that then to how can we implement that into what we're already doing you know it's it's about expanding your knowledge of what you thought possible and yeah. that's kind of where i go for that because i think i can't remember there's like a 100 hours uploaded a second or something on youtube it's something bananas but it's yeah. a it's a constant source of information that's it and um looking at the digital industry as a whole is there anything that really excites you that might be coming in the future anything that you're that might enhance your role or your industry in particular great question i think the industry if i'm talking like specifically here now about ireland i guess i'm very excited for the next five-ish years here in ireland because i and we were talking before the call but the industry that i'm in is it's it's quite difficult to break into i know i went to school i went to college with a bunch of people who a whole class full of people who wanted to be in the media industry and i think uh, there's th maybe three, four of us who are like still doing something that's even slightly, you know, touch touches off it. So it's, it can be a brutal place sometimes, but I think now, especially in Ireland, people are starting to value this kind of content a lot more. We're catching up a little bit because we have so much to offer. Like we have so many production houses for like top level movies, top level, like award win. We win awards in this country when we do things. So having more people come up through the ranks, do it. Like I see it now, like there's young people all around that have cameras in their hands that are going to be miles ahead of me when they get to my age. Like it's going to be a very exciting time in the next five to 10 years for that creative side, I think in Ireland, as opposed to the wider industry. Um, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that in the next few years, social media starts to embrace the, we start to, same way film photography has come back into photography. I'm really hoping that in the digital world, people's attention spans return, I think, um, because there is only so much value. Like there's a reason movies are a big deal and everyone around the world loves them. They're long. You can absorb a lot of information from them. They're an experience. And I think we are missing a little bit of that on social media. It's also, you know, you watch it one second and you've forgotten about it five seconds later. It's, there's a lot more value to be gained. There's a lot more experiences to be had. And I think on the scale of content that happens every day around the world, like I'm hoping that the, not that it has to be professional, but that the storytelling and that the experiences and how people view this type of content evolves as over time as it has. I think up to now it has been doing that and it's going to continue doing that. People five years ago, imagining influencers being at the top of the world's, you know, wealthiest lists and like doing all of these incredible things, people would have laughed at you. So I think that that value in that content is going to spread even further. Yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, lastly, Daniel, we always end the show on asking the same question, which is if you could buy like one personality trait that you have yourself, Daniel, that you could pass on to others, what would it be? I would bottle up and doing done is better than perfect. I stole that myself. So feel free. Everybody steal it. It's 
like if you're thinking about doing something and you've been thinking about doing something for a week or longer, it's time to just do it. It's time, not, depending on the scale of what it is, but specifically content. If you're thinking about doing something and you know you want to do it, you just do it. Like perfection does not exist. If it's in your mind, you can make it happen basically. And it might not look the way you dreamed of. It might not sound the way you dreamed of, but it's a start and you can make that better. I think, I don't know if it's determination. I don't know if it's stubbornness, but get a little bit of that into you because it's, uh, it's essential, especially in this world. Like everybody can make anything with their phones almost now. So it's important that you do the same. That's it, Daniel. If people want to reach out to you, how can they touch base with you? Sure. Um, I guess my Instagram is dbuckley productions. That's where I am most of the time I work for at drink in it's like drinking without the d or without the g dot culture on instagram as well that's where you'll see all of my actual professional work and um, for all of our brands and everything aside from that that's pretty much it uh, i'm on linkedin right. too of course <laughs> if anybody wants to reach out that's where you can get me for some not so sage advice and no wisdom whatsoever but <laughs> that's me love it love it that's it thank you daniel for being part of the show and thanks everyone for listening watching Everything else. No problem, Tom. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much.